Welcome to the Drag Me to the Movies podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Ned. And in this episode, we watched Jingle All the Way from 1996, directed by Brian Levant or Levant. I'm not sure. Uh, top casting is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, and a slew of other folks. Um, either SNL uh, direct or SNL adjacent. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a film that you and I watched a long time ago. At least I should be talking on your behalf, but I believe that's the case. Is you haven't seen this in a while either, right? Um, actually, I pretty much watch this every year. Okay, I, have I was a, wrong. A list of uh, movies that uh, I do like to watch around Christmas. Okay, so take that back. I I haven't seen it in at least twenty plus years. Mm. Uh, so this was this was almost like a rewatch uh, or a, a, a new watch, I should say. Um. So yeah, what do you want to let's talk about it, Ned? What What do you What do you think about this film? Um. So this movie it, it uh, doesn't have the best kind of a critic review but i love it as i said i watch it uh every year um is it a masterpiece no is uh schwarzenegger's you know acting cringy at times and a lot of times yes uh but in general i feel it's a movie that you know if you lived around that time you know how things were and it's kind of comical for me and I, I just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. This, this film, uh, definitely to me has that nineties vibe to mm-hmm. it. The nineties yep. comedy vibe, um, which, which, you know, I, that was my prime time growing up. So, uh, it, it definitely sat well with me. Um, I, I, I would like to, I think call out and I'm, I'm curious if you agree, but, the uh, to this to to me this film has two halves uh it's got more of a a drama family story of almost like a broken marriage kind of thing or at least a, mm-hmm. a marriage under pressure and then it just gets wild zany 90s in, in the second half do you agree with that um i would agree to an extent i don't think it's as much of a drama as it is just like they use those elements to kind of maybe not be as cringy the whole movie. Right. Even yeah, yeah. that it's, still feeds into it. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a comedy through and through. I mean, like Phil Hartman's kind of uh, antagonistic, uh, but yet I guess, well, I guess it turns out not to be so innocent, but at the beginning, his innocent way of like helping out the other wives in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like there, there's comedy definitely there. Um, yeah. But they they're definitely leaning into the uh, emotional uh, broken family type stuff at the beginning of how Schwarzenegger overworks, doesn't leave time for his family. Yeah. Uh, and then and then it, it very much takes a hard left into uh, zany physical 90s comedy. It sure does. So I, I was doing a little bit of research, uh, Ned, just to step away from the film for a second. But the, the film itself very much highlights the, the whole toy craze that happens around Christmas, right? Which I'm not sure that happens so much nowadays, or at least um, it doesn't seem like. I don't know. I just think it's a little bit different now with online shopping. Um, I, I don't know if there's toys that sell out as much. I know, for example, like if you look at playstation consoles or nintendo consoles like there's definitely a scarcity there 
So I would say it's just kind of shifted to where it occurs. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause it's, there's not the whole trampling people aspect as there was. Uh, then. I still think that potentially happens like not as common though, especially the stores having a really, really good deal to draw people in. Yeah. Well, I guess that's fair. Uh, but there's, there's still very much that shady back alley. Like, Hey, I got one of these. If you want to buy it for, from me for $300 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, that's eBay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right. <clears throat> right. And your example, the play, like PlayStation five is a perfect mm-hmm. example of that. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was looking to see like when they made this, was there a toy craze? Cause I, I know, I know like the whole toy craze thing, as far as I know and research is that it started with like the cabbage patch kids that seemed to be like when a lot of this kind of went crazy. I mean, that was eighties. Like, I don't right. know. There's definitely been, even in like the fifties and stuff, there's the red rider BB guns. There's always been certain toys that kids want for Christmas. And I don't know how scarce they've been, but yes, cabbage patch kids is one. I remember the Furby was another one. Right. Um, and so what do you, what do you think if and maybe you, maybe you already looked this up, but what do you think was the toy craze in 96 when this film came out? I did not look it up. Um, 96. I don't remember when Furbies came out. I want to say it was later in the nineties, but I could be wrong. Uh, Oh geez. I don't know. Some type of Barbie doll, I guess. Okay. So you're not far off, uh, from Furby. Furby was in 98. Hmm. Um, the Tickle Me Elmo was 1996. Oh, uh, yes, I do remember that one. And that was a smoke show of a <laughs> time, from what I can remember, of those things selling out like crazy and people trampling each other to get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they definitely had source material that year <laughs> for how yeah. this goes down. Yeah, um, I did not get or was not interested in one of those, so definitely not me as a target yeah, market. Yeah. 16 or 17 year old uh ned wasn't into uh tickle me elmo at that point huh i don't think i was that old at that time hmm. well it's like uh, 12 yeah i guess you're i guess you would have been amazing yeah. you yeah because i would have been 10 you're right you're right math was bad but still i don't think mm-hmm. i don't think that's the appropriate toy for that age ned no nope, definitely to, not who, who am i to judge yeah uh but yeah so I really liked how like how bloodthirsty everybody was in this and how mm-hmm. how put on edge everyone was from the craze. Right. Like uh the 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 point of uh them going to that toy store and them asking like where's uh where's all the uh turbo men? And like Chris Parnell and the other guy just start laughing at them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, this guy wants a wants a turbo man, you know, and it's just just absurd, you know. Oh yeah chasing somebody down who has one in their car because they paid it off in layaway or chasing um, a toddler bouncing ball across the mall toddler with a bouncy ball right yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's it was wild definitely that second part the second part of the film of him trying to get the turbo man is just absurd and i love it like it's it just screams 90s comedy craziness yeah so on top of the 90s feel of this film there's a lot of quotable arnold schwarzenegger uh, parts in this film. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Or uh, like, like even just Ted. Like honestly, the the cookie scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh my god! Yeah, put that cookie down. That's like <laughs> that's like my favorite thing. 
Uh, I I've I remembered that being a thing, but I forgot what movie it was from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh my god, like I was dying when that was happening. And and honestly, on top of like everything we've talked about, and we'll get back to the sayings, is there was a lot of times where I I out loud laughed. Oh yeah, and that and it takes a lot for me and and you know films to really like draw that out. Mm-hmm. So I approach I appreciate that, and I think it's just that that over the top yelling Arnold <laughs> that's yeah. just so quotable. That makes it great. Um, who told you you could eat my cookies? You know, like it's just it's crazy. I love it. Well, and that's the thing is like a lot of people criticize this movie because of how cringy it is, but I think honestly they were kind of looking to embrace that. And they were pretty self-aware, like, even as they kind of talk about, you know, how TV and advertisements are talking to kids, getting them to, like, want these toys, subliminally doing things to their mind, you know, all that jazz. And they were playing upon, like, Power Rangers and those types of shows at the time. So, like, you have the whole intro scene where you see Turbo Man on TV. Um, and then you see the boy quoting it and doing all that stuff and really, really wanting the doll. Um, right. So I, I feel it was pretty self-aware and the cringe was meant to be there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially uh, from Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there's definitely that uh, awkward, like you, you, you talked about a little earlier, the awkward Arnold uh, mm-hmm. like sections. Like how awkward he is around just like his movements, even. Yeah. Uh, for instance, when he's he's uh, Turbo Man in the parade and how he's waving and doing the salute and how just awkward he is about mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, it's just that it's that Arnold that we all love, right? Right. Uh, there's so is there any are there any quotes that I didn't mention uh, that you you can think of? The put yeah, the cookie down those... thing was the big one for me. Yeah, the one that uh, stands out the most to me is like, you're my number one customer. Like, he says <laughs> that so often in the movie, and I, I've used that in uh, life throughout the day and stuff as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Arnold's character, he's not a good dude. Um, he's kind of portrayed to be the good dude, but, you know, he's the workaholic that ignores his family and... Yeah, doesn't remember kind, to do stuff. Kind of a shithead. That's yeah. I, I actually took a note of that. Is <clears throat> he's he's kind of playing that part of almost like conceited because of how successful he is at work. That you know how dare uh, anything else he does not be enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, he, it's they almost try to paint him as the you know uh, screw up dad. Oh well, you know it happens kind of thing. Um, and that's how he treats himself through much of the film until the end. Really, it's really a uh, kind of a one of those learning lesson type films at the end, uh, or learn a lesson type things, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he he really comes out like Phil Hartman at the beginning seems more of a good guy than than Arnold does. Well, yeah. Aside from you know being the ladies' man and getting around a bit. Well, I mean. The way they portrayed it first, though, is that he's not really doing much. The ladies are just swooning over him more than anything. Uh, are you sure? But as it goes on, he gets he gets worse. Like as I, they're I mean, talking it, about come over to fix things, you're quite. The he says, man. "I have the like, tool for that job." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, but it's to me, it's more innocent at that point. But mm-hmm. 
as the film goes on, he definitely becomes more sleazy. Yeah. And uh, and Arnold becomes more of the uh, the good guy. Uh, right. But I, I, towards the beginning, I didn't so much think like, oh, it's just Phil being funny, you know, like maybe he's not meeting those innuendos kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, <laughs> as you learn who he is in the film, yeah. they were definitely intended, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So okay, yeah that that you're my you're my favorite you're my number one customer. That's that's pretty good. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, um, I also um, <laughs> there's just like little lines and things in this. Um, I also like the part where he's on the phone with Jamie and he's like, "Yeah, mom's over, you know, petting Ted." <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's next door petting Ted. Yeah, um, the whole scene with the Santas uh, where he's oh like trying to buy the Spanish speaking Turbo Man. Um, that that's just great. Plus, you know, you have some great cameos there with uh, the big show and Vern Troyer. Okay. I was going to ask you if that was the big show. Cause I thought that was, I knew it that was, was Vern Troyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it was what Jim Belushi, right? Yep. Jim Belushi. Um, and, like you had a lot of good cameos in this. You were uh, mentioned Chris and Richard Mole was in the uh, opening little thing. And yep. Danny Woodburn and Booger was also in it. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, like little cameos in it. It was, and they were, and they were all good. They're all good. Mm-hmm. Sure was. I, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Santa fight, I appreciate the one of those Santas had nunchucks, candy cane yep. nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Totally ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, all that whole scene was ridiculous, but just, it was fun. Um, I absolutely. Uh, you had like the Santas all getting just knocked over. Even the way he snapped the Santa's beard back on, uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah, uh, like just the way he fell over and went back into that pole. He's like, "Get him!" Yep. And Jim Belushi also yells, uh, "Dog pile!" At the end, mm-hmm. where they all jump him. Yep. And yeah. we also get to the point where the cops show up, and he uses a fake badge to get away. Not one of those Santas would speak up and say, "Hey, he's not a cop." Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, the reoccurring cop. Uh, a joke is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite parts of this film yeah. as well. Yep. Uh, Even what, though, he, like, he gets oh, go ahead. to me, the, the initial part where he shows up for the speeding ticket, I'm assuming it was just traffic. But I think there's also a lot of people thinking there was like an accident ahead. Um, and, like, why was the cop just sitting there in traffic? What cop actually sits in traffic? Right. So, right. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, so what the cop, the cop shows up from him riding the berm by mm-hmm. past traffic. He backs into the cop's motorcycle uh, when he's trying to get the um, the toy when he yep. uh, when he's trying to get it from the radio station. Right. Yep. Is that is that right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, he, he's trying to going to the radio station. They show up there. He keeps there. And then they also have the chase or the parade. Right. Yep. Yeah. The chase, the parade. The 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 uh the bomb situation mm-hmm. uh where where Sinbad says he has a bomb the first time it's a music box yep. and then the second time he legitimately has a bomb is hilarious which you know <clears throat> that, that stuff was possible back then and still now it was but I love I love that they did that like naked gun mm-hmm. uh type scene yeah. of all yep. the cops with like the burnt faces and the hair legs pushed back. Oh my god, I love that so much. And I, I, 
this film overall just feels like it's it's taken like all of like the best of 90s films and kind of mm-hmm. like put little nods to them all in there yeah um and yeah that that that's my yeah don't worry guys i've done i did what five years of duty on the bomb squad and mm-hmm. they all blow up and then at the end they're like oh five years in the bomb squad eh <laughs> like yeah. just stupid stuff like that and then the cop the rest of the film has bandages on his hands because they're burnt from him holding the bomb. Uh, like it's just, oh my god, it's just hilarious. I <laughs> so another another funny thing to me in this film, again, like you you talked about, like you you have to let go, you have to you have to have some disbelief in this because of how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. But when when uh, Arnold's uh, Turbo Man at the end in the in the uh, parade, and his son's there, and he has to chooses a kid to get the toy right and he gives it to his son and he's like i choose you jamie and like the whole time he's talking is arnold's voice right it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be modulated it's a little modulated it's like deep Mm -hmm. but it's not very deep like it's not changed much and he's like doing full sentences and his wife and his son don't recognize him (laughs) yeah (laughs) because he's wearing a mask like right on top of him right right thank you i mean he does have the visor on but yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it's this big doopy smile, you know, the, the, the jawline. Like, if you lived with this man for your whole life, or you married him, and you would know that. And I, it's just it's funny to me is how like uh, just how much disbelief you have to give <laughs> for that to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about the parade part, uh, again, leaning into the '90s vibes. Uh, I really liked picking out some of the pop culture, uh, you know, floats, people in, in costumes, stuff like that. So let's let's take a minute to name some of that. So were there any pop culture uh, costumes or characters in that parade that you saw that like really like triggered a response for you? I mean, the Tick, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Gumby, like there's pretty much anything they could fit into that, which... I don't think they would technically be together on a parade, but sure, why not? Uh, right. Snoopy was in there. Like, there's quite a few. Yeah. Yep. I I wrote down the Tick, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gumby. Yeah, th- that was a very '90s uh, <laughs> parade. Which there's even a cop yeah. on a trampoline for some reason. Yeah, I I have that written down too. With the cop float goes <laughs> by, there's a cop doing like backflips. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's so crazy. I mean, again, with the disbelief, the fact that they have a float uh, and a working jetpack <laughs> for right. the guy playing, you know, the part of Turbo Man. Ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I like I said, this this film was just a it itched that nostalgia that I wanted. Yeah, uh, it it had all of the elements that I appreciate in comedies of it, it's all nonsense. There's a there's a heartwarming story in the in the end. Uh, and there's a little bit of a physicality to it as well, like physical, mm-hmm. vi- like not, not wouldn't say violence. It is violence, but physical comedy. I mean, a bomb went off in someone's face. You're right. So. You're right. You're right. But I, I didn't, I didn't want to come off the physical violence is my favorite thing in the world. It, physical no, no, comedy, but it fits for what they were going for with this movie. I, I think at least. Right. Right. The fact, the fact that they kind of did a nod to Conan, or Conan, mm-hmm. not Conan, huh? Conan. Where yeah. he punches a reindeer in the face, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, just oh my god, everything, everything, everything Arnold you could you could want. They don't even yeah. lean in necessarily on Arnold like being a, a weightlifter or strongman until he fights the Santas. Well, or when, like, yeah, that 
or like or when Phil Hartman Ted, says, like, yeah. yeah, you can't you can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they did have him uh, like for the radio show and also doing the running, which, you know, the, the way he's a workaholic, where does he find time to hit the gym and run? Right. Or is that or is that just another shitty thing in him is that he he uh, prioritizes gym time over his family? That's very possible as well. So, yeah, uh, I I think we touched on the elements I wanted to. What what about you? Is there anything I didn't touch on that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I really feel there's two standouts to me other than Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. Sinbad, like, you know, I felt he was great in the movie. Horrible postman, but great for this movie. Yeah. Uh, I respected the way he uh, portrayed Myron, even though, like, there's so much stuff that he did that's like just like okay. Number one, right? He's not got the advantages that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character has, so he's a little bit on harder times trying to find this gift for his kid. So you got to respect that. Um, plus, you know, he's just seems like a smart dude. Like he's aware of all the things that are going on and that there are. are Things I don't know how he ends up kind of knowing how to operate the suit at the end and shooting off the hand and chasing down a kid again that takes you up into the top of a building. Probably not the greatest idea, but no one in the crowd decided to stop him probably because it's part of the show, right? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, even the even the cop at one point holds back the mom and says, like, oh, your son's great in the show. He's not part of the show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought Sinbad was great in this. Um, and then, obviously, Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Uh, he yeah. was just, like, was being phenomenal. there, uh, putting up the Christmas lights when he gets home, or pointing the star on the tree, like, all that stuff that he ends up doing just to kind of get closer uh, to the wife. Very creepy, but very funny. <laughs> but he's eating, he's eating her cookies and, like, making, like, sex noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. So yeah. good. Uh, one, one of the things I want to call out I thought was hilarious is um, back to Sinbad. Uh, when when they have the uh, the balls at the uh, Mall of America mm-hmm. for uh, a chance to get a uh, Turbo Man and uh, Sinbad gets the number two ball and he says and Arnold starts yelling, hey, he's got the number two ball and they all like attack him. And Sinbad starts yelling uh, basically. Um, Hold on, I have it written down here. I just lost it. Oh, no. Oh, that's my ball. He starts yelling, that's my ball, that's my ball. And then he starts yelling, Rodney King. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just, Rodney King, Rodney King. So good. It's yeah. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, sorry. What, what else do you got? Um. So, like, I don't know. The whole karate thing had a little bit of a payoff at the end where he pretty much kicks and bat in the balls. So that had a nice little callback. And then... Yep. You have him as Turbo Man throwing that like boomerang thing and hitting Myron, which he then falls and, you know, he could have died. And then he starts celebrating. He's like, ah, I hit him. <laughs> I just thought that yep. was kind of funny. And then the only other things I really have, uh, like, obviously, this kind of has that nice Christmas movie wrap up with everyone being forgiven and all as well. I, I just have a few things uh, to talk about around the 90s in general. Uh, and then some kind of like little things that I just noticed. Um, for example, you know, on the phone 
when the one customer calls it says warehouse but where house is spelled wrong oh it's, i uh, didn't pick up on that yeah they spell w-h-e-r-e house <laughs> so i don't know if that was intentional or not but that was kind of comical and then i guess as i kind of look into the 90s things you know you have the radio station where they have all the cassette tapes that arnold gets thrown into and they get knocked off the wall so it's definitely a different time for those things and then I don't know about you. Where do you sit on parades? Fan? Not a fan? Uh, not not really a fan. I mean, they're they're. I'll watch them for like Thanksgiving and Christmas Day, like type mm. parades. But yeah. I like local town ones. I, eh, I I can pass. I, I'm I'm kind of like not a huge fan in general. Like, I was just at Disney for Halloween, and the Boo Parade thing was not horrible. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in general, I'm that's not fair. A, a parade person, like especially Thanksgiving, Christmas, I am not the person who will pull up the Macy's Day Parade or. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I think just, it's, I think it's more of a habit than anything yeah. for me. Like it's a yeah, like a, a family thing. I, the last parade I think I've been at, now that you said Disney, was when I was at Disney, and they just had a character parade that happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know those were things, but I uh, they had like little um, like almost like cart tracks in right. the uh, pavement and they just they all paraded around characters waved and then that was over it was it seemed like it was over in like 10 minutes yeah um and that wasn't so bad but that's more of a in the happiest place on earth kind of thing you true. know true but yeah not, um, i'm not much of a parade person yeah nor am i so the last thing i have um you know they kind of are at that first store looking for the turbo man and you know uh, they end up telling them that there's a lady who just picked one up off a of layaway. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with layaway and how that works. I don't think yeah. it's around it's anymore. Still a thing. Is it? It is. I yeah, know Walmart I Tar- doesn't do it anymore. I think Target still does it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually worked at a department store where we had to handle that, and man, that was a oh pain no. Yes. Target doesn't do it anymore. I yeah. I know I've seen somewhere was doing it still, um, but yeah, I'm familiar. It's basically you can't you don't you don't you don't get the item until you pay it off. They hold it for right. you, basically, yes. right? Yep. And then, like honestly, nowadays with Amazon, you can do the payment plan and get it right away. So probably a better option. But now, layaway they, was always co- such a pain in the ass. Did they collect interest on layaway? Um, I know. Our department store, like there was an increase on the price just through the payments. Uh, plus, you know, if they didn't make a payment, the item went back on the floor. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Back. Yep. Yeah, I so. just wasn't sure because, like, today's layaway, like through a firm and all those other uh, companies, they mm-hmm. they bend you over <laughs> with interest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, although I guess the other side of it is now a lot of a lot of businesses have credit cards that do that like same as cash mm-hmm. over 12 months or a year, but you're usually spending a ton of money. Yeah. Whereas layaway, you could do it as something as small as like a Ninja Turtle action figure. Really? Right. Right. I think, I think they did have limits at one point. Um, but yeah, I, I remember back in the day the layaway was a thing for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, the department store I worked in is like a lot of like large items, uh, grills, patio sets, uh, stuff like that it was just a, Big pain in the ass to actually store. <laughs> so that was yeah, I bet. 
that was not fun. Plus, I worked in a toy department uh, at Christmas time, so that was also not fun. Now, I don't feel we dealt with a mad rush like you see people do in this movie, uh, but that's mainly because we had a mall entrance that came into our store and then the outside doors that came in. So, uh, but yeah. definitely dealt with a lot of frustrated uh, individuals around Christmas time and the toys being gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I, I never worked retail in like a, a store like that. So I, I don't have any stories to go off of, but um, did you work, did you work there like as an all year employee or were you a, uh, a like a Christmas hire holiday hire? Um, I actually worked that job for uh, three years straight. So okay. um, I was there mm -hmm. and then when the holidays kicked in, Working overtime, they actually made me lead a toys uh, at one point to make sure things were handled and stocked and everything that was in the back was brought out on a regular basis. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. a friend of mine, he uh, he worked at Toys R Us when it was still a thing. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Even though I guess it's not dead, but um, it's all and they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of holiday hire, like Rain people would work seconds. for like two months and then they were gone yeah. kind of thing. Um, so. That's cool. Nice. Very cool. But yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about this movie. And I know I had this on a movies I watch every Christmas list somewhere, but I don't know where that went. I think I had it on an old website that I brought down. So I might actually put up a new list up on a letterbox. So, yeah, which you're nice. on letterbox too, right? I am, yeah. I try to keep it updated, but I'm I'm bad at it. <laughs> I need yeah. I forget that it's a thing. Uh but yeah, I, I try to I try to after we post the episodes put my rating on there so I'm not mm -hmm. ruining it. Um Thanks. but I also know that I haven't I I'm like four four movies back that I need to get caught up on. Yeah, we should um, probably share them out. Uh I know I'm a, a dangerous mix on there. I don't know what I am on there, to be honest. Uh well, I can it's either my personal name or it's John Kimball with a three. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, no, you it's, are it's my John personal. Kimball with a three. Yeah, let's. Oh, am I? Yeah, that's okay. The account that I'm following, and you're following me back, unless you have multiple accounts. Oh no, that makes sense of why I can't log in right now because it's trying to use the wrong username. Mm. Okay, so yeah, I am John Kimball three on there. So yeah, yeah. Go so ahead if and, you're on Letterbox, uh, look. check us out. Um, but, very cool. Yeah, that's all I have uh, for this okay. one. Okay. Yeah, one thing. Know, our typical. One score. thing we talked about uh, before we get to the score. One thing we talked about, and I totally just glossed over it because I'm not used to doing this. Is mm -hmm. uh, at the time of this recording, I watched this on Disney Plus. Yes. You you owned it yourself, so you just watched your own copy. Is that right? Correct. I own it. Okay. And watched off of Vudu. Okay. So yeah, I can't promise it's going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, years from now but currently if you listen to it when this comes out it should be on disney plus yep so the score let's get a drum roll here this sounds like it's a it's it's a pretty high score for you at least it feels that way because it's on your yearly rotation and My nice uh, pleasure. you were pretty pretty positive about this so what's your yeah. uh, score so i settle at this movie being a three out of five stars um it's not something i praise but I respect what it is, and it's a Christmas movie I do like to enjoy. It is one that I have, you know, liked on Letterboxd, so, you know, I do watch it 
maybe once a year. So, okay, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of my favorites. That's lower than I expected. I'll be honest. Uh, well, I want. I mean, I want... And that's the thing. Like for movies, I number one, I try to factor in how much I watch it. I also factor in like realistically, if I was a critic, how high would I praise it? Um, so just I factor in a lot of different things. Uh, there's even yeah. a point of view where I used to like rate movies. Like, okay, if I was just oh, you know, channel surfing used to be a thing we did. Probably not as much anymore. But as I was flipping through the channels, if I were to see that on and want to stop and watch it, would I? Like, there's kind of points that would be assigned that way too. Okay. Yeah. Those are those are all fair. Um, yeah. I so I guess that's a good good way of of separating the way we score because you're very much critical uh, where you need to be look at things a little bit more in depth than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm more I'm more off of like a, an emotional response, like how how did it make me feel. Right. Uh, as I watched it. Yep. Um, so I rate, I rated this a four out of five. Okay. Um, and I, and I think the reason I went so high is the same reason I went so high on the other nineties, uh, comedies that we watched right. is because this, this was kind of like a, a pinnacle of all of those and that it, it, it really took a lot of maybe pinnacle is not the right word, but it's, it took a lot of the aspects of films that I love from the nineties Mm-hmm. And it, it had combined them all kind of like a mat, like a modge podge of just everything that I like from nineties films and put it in one place. Um, I mean, that also kind of, I think pretty consistent with where you put most Arnold movies too. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think, I think last action heroes, it was a four as well or close to it. And um, Predator, I think was also in that range. Yep. And then heavyweights. Uh, I think yep. that was, that was close too. So yeah, this, this is a solid four out of five for me. Yeah. So cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So Ned, uh, we're gonna circle back to you for the next recommendation. So what do you got for us? Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like watching a Nicolas Cage movie, and uh, you know, one of my favorites of his is The Rock. Mm. Yeah, that's so. <clears throat> we talked a little bit beforehand. I have mm-hmm. seen this before, but it this has probably been. Oh my god. Uh, 25 ish years ago, mm-hmm. I saw this and and I saw it only when it was on TV back to your channel surfing thing. Right. Um, so I, I remember some of the key points, but I don't remember like why Nicolas Cage was at that prison mm-hmm. or why there was Alcatraz. those green balls of things, mm-hmm. why he injects it into his bloodstream from what I remember. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Uh, I just remember these were things that like, and maybe I guess based on your response, I might be wrong, but I, <clears throat> I remember there being, a, yeah, I remember there being a thing where basically like this thing was going to leak or it was going to kill everyone unless he mm-hmm. put it in his body from what I remember. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious <laughs> to watch it again. Oh man, I must be way off. Uh, uh, yeah, you definitely need to rewatch this one. Okay, yeah, uh, maybe I'm ma- mashing up a few films that I'm. You might be. Of, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Sean Connery was in that, right? Yes. That okay. Is okay. Well, so I'm so I'm not. <laughs> so I'm just a little off, maybe. Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned to the next episode to see uh, my reaction to myself right now because I must be wildly off. A but, bit. 
I guess I guess we'll just wrap this one up then before I'm uh, any more wrong. So be sure to check us out on our socials. Uh, we're on Threads, Twitter, and Facebook uh, at To the Movies Pod. And uh, thanks for joining me, Ned. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining me and watching the movie. Yeah, man. Anytime. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>